Welcome to the Youth Ministry Training Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Cody Updegrave on the subject, Connecting with Parents. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this month's Youth Ministry Podcast. We have an exciting episode for you here. And we are joined by a very special individual, Brother Cody Updegrave, who has been a longtime friend, one of the great, great young preachers and youth pastors. He, along with his amazing wife, Lauren, serving in Zanesville, Ohio with Pastor Aaron Bounds. This is a phenomenal couple, and we are just excited to have Cody with us here on the call. Now, before we get to uh, Cody, and I'll tell you a little bit more about him here in a minute, I want you to join with me in a time of prayer. Here's the deal. We have just uh, had an incredible start to a week where North American Youth Congress event registration has gone on sale. We've seen tens of tens of thousands. We're already at a place where we're past the previous registration of 2017. God is doing something amazing right now in the lives of so many youth and young adults and we are privileged. That's right. You and I are privileged to have been positioned by God for this hour. And I want us to maximize what that is. Now, you know that calls like this, they're not possible without She's for Christ. And so one of the ways that we get involved is we give sacrificially. Through your local work there at the local uh, church or assembly, you're giving of your time and your energy. But a way that we give uh, right now is kind of educationally. What do we do to inform ourselves? That's a part of what this calls about. But I want us to pray. As always, it is our standard. We try to create this resource for you. We are so thankful in what you're doing, but we want to pray and say, God, help us to hear what you want to speak to us during this session. Uh, my friend here is going to talk about connecting with parents, and it's it's such an important topic that we need to grasp a hold of, uh, especially in the dysfunction of our modern context, being able to be effective as apostolic youth workers and working with young adults. It's just critical. So wherever you're at, join with me. God, I pray a special anointing upon the voice of our speaker and I pray a special anointing upon the ears, the mind, and the heart of every listener. We are blessed to be able to be utilized in this time frame for your kingdom. I'm asking that you would help these thoughts, this uh, input today to find lodging in our heart and lodging in our minds. But God, help us to put into action the tips that are shared with us. We're asking it all in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, guys, I'm very excited. Uh, to have Brother Cody Updegrave on the call. Cody and Lauren, they do serve, as I said, with my friend there, Brother Aaron Bounds in Zanesville, Ohio. They have been doing youth ministry for a long time, so long that when they started, acronyms were cool. And uh, Cody Cody works as the, the youth pastor and really in an assisting role with Brother Bounds. Sister Lauren Updegrave is extremely gifted and works with the music department. And uh, they have two amazing boys that uh, if you got the chance to, to meet them, you would just love them. They are uh, incredible little guys. So, Cody, thanks for taking the time, man, and your busy schedule to be on and to share with us. I just want you to share something uh you know, with this uh, group, this audience that's listening in, help us in our relationship uh, with our parents. Thank you so much, Brother Carson. I appreciate you and Brother Ranking 
and all that your staff is is doing at the UPCI Youth Ministries, and so thankful for the resource of this podcast, and uh, just very thankful um, and honored to be on uh, this call today, and uh, thankful for my pastor, uh, Pastor Bounds, here in Zanesville. Just thankful to uh, be a part of what's of what uh, God is God's doing here. So. Um, we'll just get right into it. I want to ask maybe a weird question uh, here at the beginning, maybe just to get your mind going. Um, could you imagine being Jesus's youth pastor? What if you were his youth pastor? Um, just the thought of that, I don't know about you, but just the thought of that uh, for me brings some, uh, would possibly bring some immediate stress. Um, but beyond that, being his youth pastor, what if you were, what if you were his parent? What if you were asked to be the parent of the Christ child? Um, <laughs> not, uh, not somebody who's just involved a couple times a week, but every day. Um, I can only imagine the amount of pressure that Mary and Joseph um, felt on a day-to-day basis through being the parent of of Jesus. And um, I wonder, you know, on this subject today, parents, I, I wonder how much Mary and Joseph would have had to say to his youth leader. Uh, my guess is that is that Mary and Joseph would have been very vocal parents, not because they disliked you, not because they uh, were against the youth leader or youth pastor, not because they were against them, but but because of how important he was to them. Mary and Joseph had too much invested to let someone take him for the weekend, for example, without asking any questions. They, they had a word from God for his life. They had promises of what he would become. They, they knew that he was a gift sent from God. They knew that he was not an ordinary child that he was special and there was certainly something big in his future. It would have been a terrible thing for his youth pastor to look, uh, to look at, or his youth leader to look at his parents and, and see them as people who were nagging or, or, or didn't know anything. Um, it, it would have been a terrible thing for his, for Jesus's youth leader to, to feel like the parents were invaluable. Um, but one thing we have to know from maybe the get-go here is that a lot of parents that we deal with feel the same way that Mary and Joseph did. They feel that um, they feel that just as he was a gift and just as just as Jesus had a future, these parents that we deal with every week. They feel the same way about their child. And long before you were thinking about them, and long before I was thinking about them, that student, um, the, long before we were thinking about that student, they were praying over them. They were training them. They were guiding them. They, they, they have done so much work up to the point um, to when they get in the youth group. So it's not our job to tell the parents that I'll take it from here. Um, 
it is our job to come alongside the parents and say, how can I help you get your student to the will of God? And parents, um, something maybe just for the beginning here, parents are vocal because they care. Parents speak up because they care. They care more about their kid than they care about you. <laughs> Let's be honest. And they should. They should care more about their child than they care about us. And so um, when I say parent, maybe let's from the beginning here define parent. Uh, when I say parent, I'm speaking of anyone who is in that role in their life. So here in Zanesville, for example, we have grandparents in that role. We have uh, an aunt who is in that role. We have had siblings in that role of a parent form. Um, and so when we talk about parents today, we're, we're talking about anybody who has that role in their life, that influence in their life. Parents will be one of two things to you as a youth leader. They will be a cheerleader or they will be a critic. Uh, they will either be a cheerleader or they will be a critic. And so I'm going to talk to you today about how to effectively come alongside parents and assist them in directing their child into the will of God. I want to talk to you about four different things on how to do this, on how to, how to come alongside parents. The first thing that I think we have to do, and that really I haven't heard covered on this subject a lot, is we have to pray over our parents. We have to pray for them, and we have to pray over them. We are apostolic. Um, prayer is an, a vital part of who we are. And we must realize as, as youth leaders that God can do more in 10 seconds than we can do in 10 years. These are people, these parents, these are people that God gave his life for. And to think to think that, that that God wouldn't want to help us with these parents is absurd. God, God wants to be involved in this relationship between you and them. God wants to help us. God wants to equip us. Um, if the ch church can't be a, a safe place and the youth leadership isn't a trusted place, um, Man, how how discouraging would that be for a parent? And, and so it is our job to to pray over our parents, pray over situations that you don't have the answer to, pray over pray over conflicts, pray over ways to communicate to them, pray that God would give you these answers, and He really will. As I said before, we we don't hear that per se, talked a lot about in dealing with parents, but it's so vital. It's so vital to what we do. And uh, Samuel, in 1 Samuel 12 and 23, he said he, he was speaking to the people that God had called him to lead. He said in verse 23, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. And so it is the will of God that, that, we, that we pray for our parents that we pray for them, for their minds, for wisdom, for understanding, that God would just do what only he can do. And I believe through that and that alone, 
we can see progress in our relationships with parents. Second thing that is obviously vital and a big part of this podcast is communicate with parents. Parents, um, parents have to be informed of what's going on. And uh, uninformed parents are, are, I think we've all learned very quickly that uninformed parents are frustrated parents. Um, so let me share with you just very quickly some different ways that we here communicate uh, with parents. And hopefully a couple of these uh, will help you. Uh, we, do a we do quarterly event sheets um, where we list all of our major events. We list as much detail on those event sheets as possible. Those are available for pickup at our cafe in the church. Those are pretty standard um, amongst us. We, we, we all do, uh, we're very good at those. Uh, we also have a church calendar that we have our dates on for the entire year now. Um, if you don't have your whole year planned, um, it would be a uh, it, it would be a good idea to plan out your entire year and try to give as much detail um, as possible to the parents so so that they can prepare for that. Um, these next few are a maybe a few different ways that may be unique to us and that we have found beneficial here. One thing that we do on a weekly basis is we send out what we call a happening this week text. So how that works is every Monday morning, um, I'll go into our uh, church system um, with all of our contacts on there. I have a group that is specifically uh, titled Youth Parents. Obviously within that group is all of our parents or those in a parent role um, in the students' lives, and we have all of those listed in that group. And so every Monday morning, they get a text of what's happening that week. So for example, this week for us, it was um, Wednesday youth service, 6.30, Friday and Saturday midwinter. Sunday, uh, we have youth choir practice and a dodgeball tournament that night. And so that's just that's the rundown we'll give. And then if there's any big things um, that they need to remember, we'll include that at the end. You know, don't forget to pay your deposit for Youth Congress or so on and so forth. And so we we do that on a weekly basis. And that has probably been the most beneficial thing we, we have done as far as communicating with our parents. Another thing that we do um, at the beginning when our young people promote into the youth group, we promote twice a year here um, at at the anchor and uh, why we do that I'm not sure uh, I'm just kidding uh, we do that twice a year and uh, once every six months at, at the beginning of the year then in the summer promote twice a month but when we do that we have what we call an orientation breakfast we invite all of the students and also all of the parents to come to that breakfast and and we have donuts, we have milk, we have coffee, we have all of that good stuff. Um, we're on a budget, so we keep it at donuts and coffee. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But um, so we eat and we hang out, we get their information, we put them into these necessary groups. Uh, but then we give them a rundown of who we are, what we do, when we do it, how we do it. We give them a full rundown of all of that. 
uh, at the orientation breakfast. That way, from the very beginning, uh, that way from the very beginning, they are informed. They know what's going on um, as much as possible. Another way that we communicate to parents, um, maybe in a different uh, facet, is we have a parent Facebook group. This has just recently launched for us, but we um, we know that uh, we've recognized that parents are mostly on Facebook, um, not going to be much on Instagram or any other outlets, but they're on Facebook. And so we have a private group that's set up just for our parents. And the purpose of that page is not necessarily announcements or what's coming up, but the purpose of that page is to share resources. Um, so. For example, I'm sure many of you get articles or, or different emails about some things that pop up like Netflix shows or, or, or different ways teens are doing different things, so on and so forth. And so that Facebook group is a way to share resources uh, with our parents. And it also allows parents to have some dialogue between one another. It's a, it, it's a great resource. I would really suggest it. Um, because our parents, our parents need to be um, equipped just as much as they need to be communicated to. And I'll be talking about that a little later. But, um, and so that's another way we do it. The last thing is uh, something I recently heard that um, I thought was a good idea and that I'm possibly starting here is uh, coffee with the youth pastor. Uh, so the way I heard it um, is once a month, um, I'll schedule a time for two hours. Um, I'll schedule a time at the church before I'm, uh, my thoughts are to do it before a youth event. Um, but I would schedule two hours for that time and just block two hours just to, just to have any parents that would like to come and talk, um, give them an avenue to do that. Uh, the hustle and bustle of Sundays and Wednesdays can be, um, it, it can just be, it's a difficult time to communicate. And so um, the best way to do that, um, I think, would be able, would, would be to schedule something like this, where you can sit down with a parent for a half an hour block and just talk with them. If there's a concern, if there's something they don't understand, um, that would be a great, a great area. Uh, to do that. Uh, the third way that we can that we can effectively um, handle these parent relationships is we have to deal with the issue or with the conflict. I've been uh, a youth pastor now for for nine years, um, involved in youth ministry for twelve, and at the beginning. Um, just to be honest here, I, I had a difficult time um, having conversations with parents. I was intimidated um, just by the thought of having to deal with something or um, having to handle an issue. Um, and so by just wanting, by, by, by being intimidated, um, I would just try to not have the conversation, avoid the topic, and pray that it went away. Uh, but I learned very quickly that when you don't communicate, the issue doesn't go away. Um, if anything, it just gets bigger and it just gets worse. 
Um, and so what we have to do um, is deal with the issue or the conflict. We have to be willing to have hard conversations. Uh, we have to be willing to to step out and say, how how can I serve you better? How can I how can I um, how can I assist you better? What what could I have done better? Uh, we have to be willing to deal with the issue or the conflict. When I think uh, of an example of this, um, we uh, believe it was a year ago uh, changed our youth group name, and uh, our youth group name before was Kinetic, K Y N E T Y K, and um, and so it was time for well, it, it was good in its in its day, but uh, it was time for a change, and and so we changed our youth group name to Anchor Youth, and when we did that, um, there was a few parents uh, that that weren't crazy about that, that didn't understand why there was a change, and so on and so forth, and um, and this is just a minor example. Nobody's hopefully going to get fighting mad over a youth group name, but, uh, but they had voiced some, some questions. And so, um, and so what I did is I, I didn't, I didn't not talk about it. I, I approached them and I gave them the why. Uh, I gave them the explanation as to why we did what we did. You know, we, we don't even spell kinetic, right? Nope. You know, anybody that comes in from, from the street, is not going to know what in the world kinetic is. And so we are trying to make this to where somebody, a guest, a student can come in for the very first time and understand what it is and, uh, and what's going on. And so the big thing, and this principle really, really goes along everything, uh, not everything, but some things that we deal with in conflict is that sometimes parents just need to know the why. They need to know the why you do what you do. Um, they need, and hopefully you do have a why. Everything that you do in the youth or uh, every event that you have, everything sh should have a why behind it. And so a great, uh, a great tool to you would be to explain the why. Why we, why we play gross games aims at the beginning of youth service why we do the it, have the why ready um and and explain that to them uh, another thing i would say uh with dealing with issues or conflict with parents is you have to be willing to take a jab every now and again um these are are again these are their babies we're talking about and um they've cared for them and loved them a lot longer than you have and so you have to be willing every now and again to to take a jab. I think of uh, a scenario um, that I haven't that I had in my office um, when a youth parent uh, uh, came. He came to my office and and uh, I closed the door and he was already sat down and I sat down and he said he said I don't know how you're going to fix this but you need to fi fix it. And uh, <laughs> my reply was not, was not, well, what do you mean? I didn't do anything wrong. That was not my reply. Um, that would have been a bad way to reply. Um, and I think he's a former Marine, so he would have took me out. Uh, so um, you have to be willing to, to take a jab and take the low road. And hopefully this goes without saying, but 
but you should be willing to to take a low road here and say, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I apologize if I've done anything wrong, and I'll be happy to uh, fix this in any way that I can. And so in dealing with conflict, explain the why and be willing to take a jab. Uh, the fourth thing uh, that we can do in dealing with our parents, and, and this is my last and, and uh, final thing here, uh, the fourth thing, and I feel uh, very uh, passionate about this, is that we have to equip our parents. We can't just communicate with them about um, youth events and things that are coming up and how much everything costs. We have to equip our parents. Our parents are dealing in, in this day and age, are dealing with a, a monster in technology that no other generation has dealt with before. And so um, Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not for a lack of, of um, anything else. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and young people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And, and so I think it's very important that we take time to equip young people. Uh, I'll share with you maybe a couple ways uh, that we're doing that, and then I'll, I'll end here. Uh, one way that we're doing that is we, we just wrapped up a technology class for parents. It, it was a two-week class. We did it on Wednesday nights. It was a two-week class we had specifically for parents, not just of youth group members, but of um, any, any parent. Any parent was welcome to that. Um, and so we had a two-week class on technology. We talked about how to deal with phones. We talked about um, the science behind uh, what phones are doing to our, our, our teenagers. We, we talked about all of that. Um, and the most important thing that we did is we, is we helped them uh, set up some parameters on on their kids' devices. So with Apple devices, we talked a lot about screen time, and which is a gift from the Lord. Um, and then with Android users, we, we talked about Family Link, I think it's called. And so we just walked through that, helped them set those up. I had some young people that hated me after that, but that's okay. Uh, we set those up. And uh, man, I can't tell you how much response I got from that um, and just taking time uh, to equip our parents. And so those are the, those are the ways uh, that I think um, we can deal or we can uh, navigate through this relationship uh, with parents. Uh, I'm very thankful to have been a part of this call today, and uh, I'm going to turn it to Brother Rain King at this time. Thank you so much, Brother Cody. What uh, incredible information. Some fabulous ideas and concepts. Thank you so much for sharing what you all do there at the Anchor Church. And uh, thanks so much for these great, valuable tips. We're just going to talk through, uh, we've got about five minutes here to talk through some questions that we might have. Um, one, one thing that came up while you were talking, you mentioned that you use a, a system for your text messaging and that you have like labels, like youth group parents. Is that something that is done, for instance, at your local church? Is it 
a master site like Breeze or Membership Plus or something like that, that then you as a youth pastor have access to it and you're able to send messages through that? Or is that something, what, what do you use for that just for the listener out there that maybe they're searching for the best tool for their church or their youth group? What is it that exactly that you use, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, so what we use is a system called Simple Church. Um, that handles all the church giving, the church groups. Um, another thing you could use is Planning Center. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of youth pastors use the Remind app. I've heard that's a great app as well. But as far as the groups are concerned, we set those all up um, on our, our church operating system, Simple Church. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, what are some ways, um, kind of going a different direction here, but when you're talking about parents, have you ever had those parents that come to you and they, and they want to be more involved in the youth department? Maybe they had some youth experience a youth work experience when they were in another church or they just really love to be involved. Um, what are what are some of the ways that you can get parents involved more than just the details and a technology class, but maybe in the operations or in chaperoning? What do you do for those kind of parents? Well, uh, first, we 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 try to we try to gauge uh, who's interested and who's not. But w- with that, uh, we just look for different opportunities. So here we have a youth event every Friday. Um, and within that, you know, there are some different responsibilities and things that they can be a part of. And we invite them to be a part of that. Uh, but another way that I've, I've, I've heard uh, that I really like to start here would be to have a parent council. Um, just, a, just a place to bounce ideas off of parents, uh, just to get kind of a feel of things that you're wanting to implement, you're looking at doing, and uh, you could get a lot of good feedback um, from something like that. And so those are maybe a couple different ways. Awesome. Um, you were talking about um, one of your four points was about dealing with issues or conflict. Um, and you talked about, you know, dealing with it immediately. Um, obviously, it's taken some time to think through. But how do you handle a scenario maybe when parents may actually be working against the principles that you're trying to instill into the youth of your youth group? Um, and, you know, example, like the student doesn't have godly parents or godly family yeah, yeah. He's following those principles. What are some things that you do to try and help make sure how do how do we get on the same page when maybe morally or ethically the parent and, and the church leadership are not on the same page? Sure. Um, so we have had this here before. Uh, the first thing that I do uh, is I take it to prayer um, and, you know, going back to my uh first point, we can accomplish a lot in prayer um, if we'll just be willing to pray about it. Uh, so first, I, I cover it. I cover it in prayer. Second, um, I, I try to reach out to that parent. Again, that's not a comfortable thing to do. That's not really an easy thing to do, per se, sometimes when when you know that they're um, against you. Uh, but I try to reach out to them. And um, and uh, just try to set up a time to maybe speak with them over the phone or whatever they'd be open to. Um, but just try to do everything that I can as far as um, trying to get them, win them over to your side. Awesome. Building that, it sounds like to me, you know, building that, building a bridge of relationship. Obviously, the first way you're mentioning was yes. God. God can do a lot of what we can't through prayer. And then, really just show, and then just showing that you care. I mean, I know yeah. that. 
in dealing with, you know, I have two teenagers and dealing with, with, uh, you know, teachers at school, we all want our kid to do well and be successful. Um, sometimes our views are just a little different. And so if we can all agree on some common ground is we want the best for this sure. kid <laughs> and so sure. this, this young person. So, well, man, we, this is some great content. I really am really excited. Um, about that idea that you threw out there about the technology class for parents. And um, I'm sure if, if we could, if, if you'd be willing, it'd be awesome to see if maybe even we could figure a way to link some of those resources, if you wouldn't mind sharing them. Uh, maybe we can make some kind of a PDF link or something to this podcast when someone listens to it. I'm not sure if we've got the capabilities, but uh, since we're talking through that, maybe that's something. Would you, if you'd be willing to share that, we'd uh, we'd be willing to work and see how we can make that happen. So I would be I'd be so willing to do that for four easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I'm Absolutely, teasing. I'm, I'm, no. I'm very willing to do that. We know you are, man. We know you are. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for talking to us about connecting with parents on praying with them, communicating with them, how to deal with issues, and then equipping them with more than just dates and details and finances. But they have a massive job raising a family. Thank you so much, Cody, for sharing your insights on all these years of youth ministry. We appreciate you. And uh, we're going to turn this call, we're going to turn the rest of this uh, podcast over to Brother Michael Thomas, our Director of Promotion. He's going to give us a few updates and then conclude this time in prayer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Brother Ranking, and what an incredible podcast this has been. So informative, and Brother Updegrade, we thank you for talking to us today about how we can connect with the parents of our youth ministries. I've got a few points of information I'd like to share with you before we close this podcast with prayer. As many of you already know, North American Youth Congress registration is live, and we're happy to report that within the first few hours of registration going live, 32,750 registration tickets were sold and registration tickets continue to be purchased. So we're excited about the great momentum that is beginning to build for North American Youth Congress. Also want to remind you that on April 4th, North American Youth Congress afterburner tickets go live. You can go to NorthAmericanYouthCongress.com to register for Youth Congress, and also to purchase your afterburner tickets for Youth Congress. And now let's conclude this wonderful podcast with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the valuable information that we have gleaned today. I pray that you would help us all as youth workers and youth ministers to not only minister to the young people that we lead, but to also enhance and encourage the parents and the families of the young people that we lead. I pray, God, that you continue to grace us and strengthen us for the days ahead. Lord, and help us to lead young people to a deeper and a more meaningful relationship with you. We ask all this and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.